Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily for the 26th of July as we count down the days to another regular season. And I've got, admittedly so, a lot of pep in my step as we record this at uh, 9.06 p.m. last night. You're hearing it today, but I recorded it last night. And the reason why I got the pep in my step, we got a lot to actually to get to in this episode, is I watched episode four of the Philadelphia Flyers production, Liftoff. And this one completely centered around the draft in Nashville. It was a peek behind the curtain. And I know, I know that sports fans love, we're all voyeurs. We love to see behind the curtain. We all love to know what goes into that process of drafting a team. I mean, why the heck do we like fantasy sports so much? The best day in fantasy sports, whether it's football, baseball, hockey, whatever, is the day that you have your draft. Because you're the GM. You're pulling the strings. You're making the decisions. And if your team's good, you got nobody to blame. Or you get all the credit. But if your team stinks, you got nobody to blame but yourself. So that's what we love about sports. We love peeking behind the curtain. And I think there's, in sports, a ton of curiosity. We see teams play, you know, in the Flyers' case, 82 regular season games a year. Those games average about two hours and 42 minutes per game. What are the players doing on those days when there is no game? What are the players and coaches and management doing on the other 20, what, 21-plus hours on game day? We have this curiosity. Well, episode four of Liftoff was an off-season curiosity binge because it peeled back the curtain of the pre-draft process. It peeled back the curtain of the anxiety that comes with the draft and hoping the guy in your list holds up and the guy that you want to get, in this case, Matt Vemichkov, is there when you pick at number seven. There's probably a lot of superstition, a lot of nerves, a lot of just everything. But you got to control what you can control, and that's your preparation. And you saw a bit of that. And just seeing all that went into Matt Vemichkov and for it to come to fruition at number seven and to pick this player, and you see the excitement that he displays. He wants to be a flyer. I'm telling you, Oliver Bonk, and there was a scene in liftoff where he finally gets with his parents after he gets drafted, goes through the kind of the, the, the gauntlet of media, and then he meets with his parents, and his mom just gives him the, the biggest hug in the world, just a proud mom. Granted, his dad was a professional hockey player, was, I think, a fourth overall draft pick way back. But still, seeing your, your boy drafted, it was a great moment. And seeing the reactions of the other players drafted in Nashville for the 2023 NHL entry draft, it just got my juices flowing for hockey in a big way. You guys all know my juices flow. I'm not happy this time of year because I like the season. But watching that episode of Liftoff, episode four, if you have not watched it, please go back on YouTube. Just go to the Flyers YouTube channel and watch it. And I only had a little, I only had one little line in the episode, so it wasn't even about me being in the episode. But damn, was it good! And it's got me at 60 days to the Flyers' first preseason game, coming up on September 25th against the Devils. 
and 77 days until the Flyers open up the season on October 12th against the Columbus Blue Jackets. But who's counting? I'll tell you, it got me pumped up for hockey. I cannot wait for the season to start. This week especially, it's going to be ungodly hot and humid here coming up on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday in the Philadelphia area. Bring on the cool weather. Bring on the game. Bring on the hockey. Let's get this thing going. Let's get some of the questions answered that we have. Sean Couturier, what's he going to be like? Is he going to be back? What's his play going to be like? Cam Atkinson. So many questions that we'll get into over the uh, period of time between now and when the season starts, but I'm really pumped up for the season to begin. Now, speaking of some news, we did get some news as Alexei Gendron signed his entry-level contract with the Flyers. Now, Gendron, he's an interesting guy. He's a rarity because he's a seventh-round draft pick. He was taken 220th overall in the 2022 draft. He is 19 years of age. He's going to be 20 coming up on December 30th, right at the end of the year. He is from Oltan, Switzerland, and he had an unbelievable career in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. He ended up playing for two different teams. He played for Armada, and then this past season split his time between Armada and the Gatineau Olympique, formerly known as the Hall Olympique. And he had a very, very good year, very productive. Here's the numbers on Gendron this past season, first and foremost. He had 81 points, 21 power play goals, 9 game-winning goals, 44 PIMS, and 63 combined games between those two teams in the queue this past year. He's not a big kid, 5'10", 180-pounder. Um, he is a, a native of Quebec. He does have Switzerland blood in him, or Swiss blood, I guess I should say. He led the queue in points per game, ranked second in goals and shots in the league. He had 312 shots this past season, fifth in game-winning goals, and 14th in points. He's a left shot forward. He had career highs in goals, assists, points, points per game, game-winning goals, and shots, and he registered five three-plus goal games, including a career-high five goals back on February 18th. Again, this is a seventh-round draft pick. He tallied uh, 16 points in nine playoff games. He had a nine-game point streak this year, including a four-game goal streak. He had eight goals in the playoffs. So Gendron has really been a guy that, Maybe didn't have a lot of fanfare going into the 2022 NHL entry draft, but it's really kind of hit a stride with his game. 141 points in his three years in the Quebec Major Junior League. He had uh, 94 goals, 47 assists, 26 power play goals, 16 game-winning goals, and in 160 uh, games in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. So um, we'll look forward to Alexei Gendron getting his professional career started so he signs yesterday now going back to liftoff one of the players that was featured in liftoff was when the flyers moved into the second round of the 2023 nhl draft of course they grabbed matt vamichkov number one overall 20 set or not number one overall seventh overall their first 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 pick in the their first pick in the draft and then they also took oliver bonk 22nd overall didn't have a second round pick swung a deal and we're able to get into the second round to grab goaltender Carson Bjarnason. Now, Carson Bjarnason played for the Brandon Wheat Kings past two years. He played 23 games in the 21-22 season. He had a four goals against average, four flat, and a 882 save percentage. And last year, mind you, Brandon has not been very good. Uh, last season, he had a 3.08 goals against average and a 900 save percentage. He's from Carberry, Manitoba. 
He is 18 years of age. He just turned 18, as a matter of fact, on June 30th. And the Flyers took him 51st overall. And at the end of development camp, I had a chance to sit down with the Flyers goaltender draft pick, Carson Bjarnason, and here's that conversation. We are post-Flyers prospects game at development camp, and we're with goaltender Carson Bjarnason. How'd that feel out there? Oh, it was great. Uh, it was a great first camp. I'm excited to, you know, obviously be a part of the Flyers organization, and, um, you know, what we're working with here is, is, you know, really promising. I'm excited. How was it working with Dilly through the camp and, you know, working with the staff here and just, you know, adding – you know, another voice and, and different elements to your game. Yeah, unbelievable. I mean, it's obviously it's the NHL, so you can't you can't complain about anything. Um, it's pretty perfect here, and um, like I said, I, I'm really trusting in what they're doing here. Uh, you know, moving towards the right thing. When you were going into the draft, Flyers didn't have a second round pick. They move into the second round and they draft you. That tells me a couple things. Number one, it tells me that they they targeted you, they liked you, and they said, okay, we got to move into this round and invest something to do so. Were you expecting to be drafted by the Flyers? Did you know that was an option? Yeah, I mean, it, I talked to every team in the Combine, um, you know, and kind of leading into it, you obviously talk to teams throughout the year, but I don't know how much I was expecting on, you know, which team to go to. I kind of had a spot I knew, uh, a range I'd go in, but, yeah, I mean, super fortunate the Flyers, you know, wanted to dive in. Who do you model your game after? Because I see, you know, watching you in the scrimmage and watching you in practice this week, I see elements of Carter in there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's funny you say that, and obviously, um, he was one of my favorite goalies growing up, and, and still is. And Carey Price too. He's definitely the the main one in that mix. So just trying to you know play that poised game, uh, you know, that certain stoicism they have, you know, that carries them through. Obviously, the pros. Have you? When did you kind of? hone in the technical elements of of your game and your movements because when, when I say I see a little bit of Carter and carry for that matter you know it's efficiency and movement mm-hmm. you know no wasted movements you like in the scrimmage you found yourself in the middle of the net when you needed to when did you incorporate that or, or add that element into your repertoire yeah it was something big I focused on when I was young obviously um, you know you got to be the, one of the best skaters out there and, and edge work has to be a, a big thing as a goalie so um, you know, it's something I definitely worked on a lot. I, I don't think I was the greatest starting out, but I think that's the same with everybody. So uh, something I just really chipped away at. And, you know, anytime I have three, five minutes in practice, it's, it's something I'll work on. Who shot here in camp was one that you were like, oh, okay. That, that one's different. You know, everybody can snap it, but some guys, how they yeah. change the angle, they disguise the release. Yeah. Who were, I'm sure Tyson was one of them. Yep, absolutely him. <laughs> and then uh, Bobby, uh, he was pretty unbelievable release. And, you know, you can see why they... Um, have played games, you know, where they have, and you know, they're they're really special players. What is it with Bobby? Because he, he scored at every level. Yeah. Uh, is it just disguising the release yeah. a little bit? He, I mean, obviously he's not the biggest guy, but he's just able to snap it from inside and outside. Um, you saw him today in the game. He was, you know, weaving in and out, and he he dance around and you know somehow shoot it from way outside his body, and then you know at the uh, other end of the spectrum he could pull it in and, and really wire it. What's more difficult for you to read the the in closer to the body for for a release point because the yeah. the shoulders start to not be giving you information and that kind of stuff. Yeah, the shoulders are are square to the play still. Um, you know, they uh, players are so good these days at you know pulling it in so far and being able to shoot from inside their feet. So it's something you know me uh, personally I'm working on the summer especially and just being able to read releases like that to make the next level. What's the element of your game? that you want to, you know, coming up this season, want to take to the next level. And when you come back here next year, you know, feel even more comfortable with that element. What is it, you know, the evolution of your game? Where's it going? 
Yeah, definitely just, I mean, getting those pro habits. I got to narrow my feet up a lot and, you know, be able to have my feet under me at all times. Uh, reading the plays is always something I've been pretty good at, but it's something I, you know, you can never be too good at. You can never have um, too high of a hockey IQ, and that's something I want to build on and have been working on a lot here. So when you say narrow up your feet, you want to maintain your edges a little bit more? Yeah, for sure. Beat the pass? Yeah, for sure. Beat the pass. I'm I'm able to do that, but, you know, I have a tendency to get really wide when I, you know, would expect a shot coming, and just in case they pass it, I, you know, that's where I I have to slide now. So, um, you know, just being able to get my feet under me and, you know, narrow it up. Do you take, uh, you know, you're watching other goalies in the NHL and watching, like you mentioned Carter as an influence in carry, but do you watch guys like Shosturk and like his movement on his knees? He's like a hovercraft. You know, you look at those guys. Absolutely. I mean, you... you, You steal from everybody, right? Yeah, you can't can't just have, you know, those those few um, to look at. You got to, you know, be able to have a broad spectrum and spectrum and um, be able to take tools from everybody uh, and just build off that and try you know make make your own statement as a player all right which what's the reason why you ended up in that you either have an older brother you love the equipment or you're just crazy what is it yeah. one of those things two of those things or all of those things it's probably pretty close to all of them uh <laughs> brother threw me in when i was younger in the basement uh road Isn't that how it works hey you yeah. get in that we'll just pound you with pucks absolutely and then obviously the gear is something that's a whole new topic i mean i could are you a gear nerd we could talk about that for for hours i'm sure and then yeah i mean you gotta have something wrong with you to be able to want to you know stand in front of hard frozen pucks it's, it's the most consequential position in sports though yeah i mean it's you know you win some you lose some obviously uh, it's cliche to say that but um, you know, it's just the demand of it. I mean, I, I want to have those opportunities against me, and um, you know, I want to be able to prove people right here that they made the you know the right draft pick, and and uh, obviously prove people wrong. It's it's just something I've always wanted to do and live up to. CCM guy, absolutely. Even the stick too. Yep, everything. Yeah. I, I did see that you you were pretty willing to to move the puck and play the puck. Is that an element of your game that 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 you yeah. put into the practice a lot? Yeah, it's something I worked on a lot this year. A uh, 16-year-old year in the Western League was was definitely a quick, uh, quick pace of play. I mean, coming up from basically bantam without you know that COVID year, um, you know, it's something I worked on a lot last summer. And just being able to read the play, like I said, it's something I've worked on a lot too. So, um, just making sure I'm seeing the ice at all angles, and you know, being able to help my D-men out and make the decision quick. <laughs> yeah, that's for the sure. being very decisive. Yeah. Last thing for you, what are you gonna do the rest of the summer? Yeah. Um, just you know, work on my skills. Uh, be able to try hash out those uh, those junior habits, and you know, try to become a pro as quick as I can. And um, you know, just work on all the little things possible, and you know, just really take care of myself. What do you do? You know, outside of hockey, to to you know, as a goalie, you got to be yeah. able to to let yourself recover mentally a lot because there's sure. a lot of strain. What do you do to do that? Do you play chess? Do you play music? I don't know what. Yeah, I'm I'm a big music guy. Uh, classic rock and. You know, oh, um, you and Hearts, you have that in common. Yeah, yeah. Leonard Skinner, you got you know let your Led Zeppelins and, and Eagles and uh, the Hip and everything. So all your Canadian bands. So um, yeah, just away from that, you, you golf a bunch. Uh, something I got into over the past couple of years, and um, you know play guitar. Um, just you know little things. I love fishing and going out with my brother and stuff like that. Oh, awesome. Well, Carson, great job at camp, man. It was, it was great getting to meet you, get to watch you, and uh, best of luck this summer, this season. I'm sure we'll be talking again. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks to Carson Bjarnason. Very, very laid-back kid. Uh, he's got some work to do in his game, a lot of developing. It takes a while for goaltenders. you got to remember, most goaltenders don't get to the league until 24 or 25. For Carson Bjarnason, that's six years from now. It's a long time. I know some people, when they saw that the Flyers drafted – uh, Bjarnason in that second round and then took Igor 
uh, the other Russian goaltender in the third round, they thought, oh, does this mean something for Carter Hart? It's such a long-term play. It doesn't mean anything for the immediate. So he was great to talk to, though. Very well-spoken young man. I enjoyed the conversation a lot. I hope you did as well. So there you go. Packed episode of Flyers Daily. Everybody, enjoy your Wednesday. We'll be back Friday with yet another brand-new Flyers Daily. (laughs) 